Amen. Open your Bibles this morning, if you would please, to the book of Proverbs, the 18th chapter. Proverbs chapter 18. We have been talking for a number of weeks about living by faith and what living by faith entails and what that looks like. And I have that in my heart to continue talking about that. Now, it'll be a little different today. Um, I'm not going to preach to you very long and because I want to save time because I have uh, healing in my heart for you today, for your bodies. And uh, I want to uh, take time at the Lord's direction, I believe, to lay my hands on those that would like me to do that uh, for healing for your body. Amen. You know, I was telling the ministry advance class, I was relating something that the Lord told me. Uh, he told it to me at some time, I wrote it down between 2 and 3 o'clock on October 18th, 2013. And that happens to be the day that Dr. Dufresne went home to be with the Lord, my spiritual father, for 10 years. And uh, I was uh, at that time having monthly Friday night, once a month, Friday night healing services. And it happened to be, this was a Friday, and so I was, you know, it's around 2 o'clock. My habit is to, is to be in my office and in my study preparing if I'm going to be ministering in the evening by then. And I was studying along healing. I don't remember what aspect of it that I was going to share uh, before I ministered to people. And you know how it just wasn't clicking if you ever study in your Bible? You know, if you're preparing a lesson or a sermon, you ministers might know. You know, just, it's, it's the Word, but it's just not clicking. Well, that's how you know you're not, you're not, you've not hit it yet. You know what I mean? If I'm studying something and I, it's not thrilling, then it's not going to be thrilling Sunday morning when I give it, you know. So, uh, I, and so I looked for that. And so I, I pushed my desk, I just pushed my rolling chair back away from the desk. I knew this wasn't clicking. And I just checked inside. You know, that's where the Holy Ghost lives, inside. I checked inside and the Word of God spoke up. I didn't hear a voice in my ears, but I heard Him really distinctly say this to me. He said, I want you to minister on the gifts of healings tonight and it will manifest itself. And it will be a sign to you that you are called to the healing ministry and to walk in the footsteps of your spiritual father. Now, when you just read that, you might, that might sound exciting, but when God uttered that last phrase and to walk in the footsteps of your spiritual father, it really grieved me, it made me sad, because he spoke it as if my spiritual father wasn't here anymore. And of course he wasn't. His plane crashed at about 10 a.m., and I I hadn't got word yet. And so it grieved me. I wondered about that. I said, why would he say that to me like that? Like he's not here anymore. Well, again, he wasn't here. And I, but I didn't know it. So I shifted my uh, focus of study and, and studied on the gifts of healings. And, you know, you do that for so long, your eyes get tired. And I pushed back. I, I uh, was going to take a few-minute break. I clicked open my Facebook. And that's when I saw that Dr. Dufresne had passed away. And, uh, and so that was, uh, that was a difficult day. That was a difficult service. Uh, amen. Now, I almost canceled the service. But how, how am I supposed to cancel the service? He said, he knew Dr. Dufresne was gone, and he said, I want you to minister on the gifts of healings tonight. But what I wanted to get over to you is, is that I didn't ask for it, I'm happy to receive it, but God has given me a special ministry of healing to the sick. Amen. I'm not Dr. Dufresne. Uh, amen. Uh, I don't walk in the office he walked in. 
I'm a pastor and a teacher right now. And amen. But in the healing, see, he's talking about the healing ministry. That, I'm walking in his footsteps in the healing ministry. You know, evidently, because uh, I made a note on my page here, in, on June 7th, this is six years later, uh, the tw- 2019, God told me, I was meditating on this, and he, he said something else to me. He said, the gifts of healings in your life will flow stronger and more frequently in your field ministry than in your pastoral ministry. Because those that I've called to sit under you, who would that be? That would be you all. Those that I've called to sit under you as a pastor, uh, they should renew their minds and develop their faith so that they can receive healing by faith as every child of God should. The anointing on your life to heal cancer shall increase. I'd forgotten all about this till yesterday. So that's, that's why you should have these. I even have it and I didn't look at it enough. The anointing on your life to kill cancer shall increase over time until many shall be healed of cancer. Be faithful with that anointing, and it shall increase. Stay humble before me and give me all the glory. And of course, I'm going to purpose to do that. Amen? And uh, so I, I, some of those operations, when God gets me outside the local church to minister, you know, obviously He said that gift of healing is going to manifest stronger. But He didn't say it would never manifest. Amen? But we're going we're gonna to give you a little bit this morning to stir you up in your faith for healing. Amen. And then I'll release my faith and lay my hand on you and release my faith and what I have from God to you. And you take it and be healed. Amen. Take it and be healed. And so for the last several weeks, we've been talking about the importance of our words as it relates to faith. And so we want to talk about that for a moment. And ever since... Yesterday morning and all throughout the afternoon, all throughout the evening, all throughout the morning, I have this phrase rolling around in my heart, and that phrase is, say it and keep on saying it. Say it and keep on saying it. Amen? Praise God. In Proverbs chapter 18, another familiar verse of Scripture to many of us, we find this verse in verse number 20, 20 and 21. It says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of God. Isn't that how we think? That's the way I used to think. If anybody's got the power of life and death, it'd be God. Death and life are in the power or the authority of the tongue. Everybody point your tongue. That's life and death right there. You can use that right there. To produce life or death. Many marriages have died because of this. An out of control tongue. Many kids have been belittled and wounded because somebody lashed them with a tongue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I, I've, I, I wasn't, thank God, but I, I know people who've been physically beaten and verbally beaten, and they say the verbal beating was harder to heal from than the, the bruises heal, but the words tend to stick with you. Now, you don't have to stay that way. Let God heal you. Amen. But I wanted you to see today a man's belly. Now, he's not literally talking about your belly today, is he? Your translation might say life. 
a man's life will be satisfied by the fruit of his own mouth. Amen. In other words, you and I are going to rise or fall, ascend or descend to the level of our confession of the words that we speak. You cannot live a healthier life than the words you speak. You can't live a more prosperous life than the words you speak. There is nothing more important than the words you speak. Your words either authorize, amen, and give access to God to work with you, or they bind Him and they shut Him out and they authorize demons to work against you. Everything in this world, everything in the spirit world, everything in this known universe is run and dominated by words. I think about this this morning. I, could, I didn't get, how did I get married? I got married by my words. I did not get married without words. Now that I had to pay a fee to the government because they got to get their little fingers in on everything. So that I could fill out a little piece of paper, but I didn't get married God was a witness to what? My words. God was a witness to her words. And it's our words that have bound us together. It's my words that brought me into the kingdom of God. Amen. Now listen, are your words bringing life and healing to you? Or are they producing weakness and death in you? Now again, I know everything we teach, rightly so, is from this. But see, if you don't have... So what you, how you respond to this depends on how you think about this. What is this to you? Is it a religious book? I hope not. Uh, is it a... You know, is a what is it to you? Words on a page. No, see, everything we teach around here is predicated, predicated on the idea that you've already got figured out that this is God's Word. This is God speaking. That this, this word carries the weight of deity. The Bible claims itself to be divine. And it's proven itself divine. I don't know how long ago that was that I preached all those messages on the Word of God. But if you wonder about the Word, if you're not sure about the Word, then why would you care about anything I'm teaching from it? Amen. You need to go back in my archive and get that series called The Word of God. And the Word of God in many wonderful, miraculous, multifaceted ways proves beyond any normal, honest person's thinking or opinion that the man could not have written the Bible. And if man could have written the Bible, sinful man would not have written the Bible. They would not have. I'll refrain from telling my standard joke there about that. Oh, you want to know? Yeah, praise God. Who? Who? What sinful man would write, it's good for a man not to touch a woman? See, man wouldn't write that. Not any normal man. But it's in there. Praise God. And he says, if you want to touch a woman, get married to one. Otherwise, keep your hands to yourself. Amen. But see, again, I'm just taking a moment. God, these, this is God's inspired, God-breathed Word. You can, you, I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care how serious. I don't care how... You know, again, this Bible, the Bible here is talking in this verse about matters of life and death. And life and death turn on what you say. 
And so we remember how we ended last week's teaching by saying there are 12 things I gave you that you should never say again. They should be stricken from the record. Amen. Go over to the book of Psalms, Psalm 34. Psalm 34. If you want life, you have to talk life. You cannot have life from God and talk death and talk sickness and talk weakness, and talk failure. Now, when your body is weak, it's so natural, isn't it? (laughs) We want to talk what the body feels. The body wants validation. You know, it just feels better to just say it. But you have to stop it. You have to not do it. Bite your tongue. Don't do it. Don't say it. Now, some of y'all are so sweet, and it came up in Connect again. Listen, it is not a bad confession to tell your pastor, hey, would you pray with me? I'm not feeling well. That is not a bad confession. We're not practicing denial. Denial is a river in Egypt. That's not, that's not, uh haha, that's not right. That's not a bad confession. You not saying it doesn't mean that your body isn't dealing with something. Amen? Now, once you've communicated to someone who could help you what you're dealing with, then you want to get in faith about it. You know, amen. Don't be weird. Some people are so sweet, and they're like, I can't, you know, I can't. Amen. You remember Jesus when they came and told Him about Lazarus? And uh, the disciples said, ooh, are we going to go? And He said, listen, Lazarus sleepeth. He sleepeth. They said, oh, if he sleepeth, he's going to get better then. That's great. He didn't get it. He meant he's dead. And so Jesus plainly said, Luke 11, Lazarus is dead. (gasps) That was not Jesus' faith talking. He was communicating information. His faith talking is when he said, this sickness shall result in the glory of God. That was his faith talking. Do you get that? Let me tell you again, don't be weird. Amen. Psalm 34. Psalm 34, verse number 12. What man is he that desires life? Stop. Where are you in that? Where do you desire life? What man is there that desires life and loves many days? Is that you? That he may see good. See, this is common sense. Every one of us, we want life. We want to live great life. We want to live long life. And we want to live good life. And we want to see good days. Okay. So we should pay attention. What man is he that desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Verse 13, what's it say? Keep your tongue, boys and girls. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips that they speak no guile. Amen? Praise God. Go back to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 12. We'll stay in the P books for a while. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. Hallelujah. I lay my hands on you and that anointing come right out of my hands and go to work in your body. 
And if you go to talking the way you've been talking, you're going to nullify it. And then you're going to wonder, well, Pastor, I thought Pastor Chris was anointed. I am. But you unplugged from the power with your death words. Got to talk life. Amen. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. Love this verse. Love this verse. There is he that speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. The New King King James Translation says it this way, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. The tongue of the wise promotes health. The tongue of the wise promotes health. People that talk right, their words result in healing. Amen. Okay, we'll still stay in in the same vicinity, but go back to Job. Over to the book of Job. Amen. I'll tell you what chapter in just a minute. Job 32. Job 32. Hallelujah. Job 32. Verse number 20. Look at what this verse says. Job 32, 20. I will speak that I might be refreshed. I will open my lips and answer. Wow. What a verse. I will speak that I might be refreshed. I will open my lips and I will answer. Now, I looked up the word speak in the Hebrew, and in this this word speak in the Hebrew, interestingly, it means to arrange. To arrange. To arrange things. So, listen to that, thinking of that definition. I will arrange things by my speaking. I will speak, and things shall be rearranged. Instead of poverty, I'm going to speak wealth. And things are, God's going to use my words, amen, to rearrange my finances and get them in order. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. I like that. I will speak. I will speak that I may be. I will speak that I may be. I will speak that I may be. You're going to be what you speak. Praise God. More than victorious, more than victorious, more than victorious. Why do we spend time to try to get you over into a mode more than a conqueror? You know, and the way music is, maybe instead of, you know, I'm on a highway to hell for the rest of the afternoon, for the rest of the afternoon... You'll be like, I'm more than a conqueror, more than a conqueror. (laughs) Isn't that better? Come on, isn't that better? Let your mind hear it. Let your, let your, let your angels hear it. Let the devil hear it. Let, let your, come on. And see, remember what I taught you about the quark? I taught you about the quark. 
The quark, scientifically, is today the smallest known particle or, or you know, the smallest piece of matter there is, and a quark is made up of sound waves. It's smaller than protons, neutrons, and electrons. It's smaller than atoms. It's smaller than molecules. It is a quark, and it's called a sound. It's made of sound waves. Amen. And praise God. You all have ever seen it done. It's, it's not a new thing that you could talk to a plant. You could curse a plant. That plant will go, hmm. Amen. We got a little gar- our gardenia bush, and this year that thing has done really good. Amen. But when I sit next to that thing and pray or read my Bible in the morning or in the evening, you're a beautiful plant. You're a good plant. Amen. They say you could talk to that plant, and now Jesus talked to a tree, and it did exactly what it told him to do. Ooh, you want some really weird good news? Money is made out of wood. And wood comes from trees. If that tree, if that plant can hear, then your money can hear. And it's waiting to hear from home. Precious brother, Dr. Leroy Thompson, y'all remember him? Oh, he got in so much trouble. Man, he got in so much trouble in the late 90s. Because God gave him a revelation. That's what he said. He said, God gave me a revelation. He said he stood out there with broke and no money. And he put his hand out like that. And he would say, money comes to me now. And then he'd, get the, he'd go to churches and he'd have all of us. And say, and he'd get up on your feet. And amen. Money cometh to me now. Oh man, that got him in trouble. With religious people. Amen. But what, what should we say? What do you want us to say? Where are we getting these harebrained ideas? From the Bible. From the Bible. Now this word refreshed, I will speak that I might be refreshed. That word means to revive. I know how easy it is to start talking about how tired you are. And I'm tired, I'm so tired, I'm tired, tired, tired. Well, you might be tired, but the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. See, speak words of faith based in the Word of God, and God will use those words to rearrange. Amen. Hallelujah. The word means to restore to an active state. It means to renovate. To renovate. I will speak that I might renovate. Amen. The other definition I have here for that word, uh, refresh, means to update and make new. To update and make new. I'm not old. I'm up to date. Come on, I'm cutting edge. Hallelujah, I'm the tip of the spear. Amen. You ought to walk around and say, I'm sharp. I'm keen. I'm quick. I figure it out. I've got the mind of Christ. Amen. Now, don't, we're not going there, but well, we're right there. Job 33. Look at Job 33 in verse 25. Look at this verse I found. This is better than Botox right here. Amen. I'm not against Botox. If I have to, I might get me some. But uh, anyway, Job 33, 25. Look at what it says. His flesh shall be fresher than a child's. He shall return to the days of his youth. 
How about that for a verse to say, ladies? You stand at the mirror for 45 minutes. All your creams and... Why don't you add something to that? My flesh is as fresh as a child's. I'm returning to the days of my youth. Are y'all getting it? Hallelujah. Let's go, I think, maybe one more place here. Go all the way over to Hebrews chapter 10. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10. Praise God. Train yourself to talk life. Train yourself to speak words that will help you and not hurt you. Have a wise tongue. A wise tongue promotes health. I have a strong immune system. Corona's afraid of my immune system. (laughs) Viruses tremble at my presence. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. More than victorious. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, son, you know, we're learning in Connect class how we all have angels assigned to us. And some of them, man, they just stand there going, I wish that guy would shut up. Man. I can't work on any of those words. I wish that God get some sense. I wish that God get in Pastor Cody's church where he could learn some sense. Stop talking all of this defeat, doubt, fear, and anxiety, and weakness. Amen? You, you will have lurched a great lurch. You will have crossed a great distance of spiritual growth if you will learn to stop talking what you feel. Chris. <laughs> Amen. You know, is your tongue hooked up to your believer or your, you know, feeler? See, this is your speaker. Your amplifier, your speaker. What's it hooked up to? Well, you can hook it up to your feeler or your believer. You need to keep it hooked up to your believer. Not your feeler. Amen. All right. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast. Hold fast. Hold fast. How If you fell out the window onto a railing of a third story building, how hard would you hold fast to the railing? You would not have a casual relationship with the railing, would you? Would you? What if you got knocked off ship and someone throw you a, throwed you a lifeline and at the last second the length of rope was passing you by, you grabbed the end of that thing? What kind of relationship are you going to instantly have with that 
rope. That rope is your lifeline. Hold fast. You're going to find strength you never had. You're going to find resolve you didn't think you had inside you. Because you just found out your whole life, whether you fall, whether you drown, whether you're defeated, whether sickness overcomes you, is going to depend on how you hold fast or not to whatever He says we're to hold fast to. Amen. Amen. Let us hold fast. Now that's again, that's a, that's a poor rendering for us as far as we are now from the King James original uh, Bible. Most other modern translations will say it as it is, confession. 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 Let us hold fast to what? Let us hold fast to what the doctor said. No. Let us hold fast to what they say on the news. No. Let us hold fast to what we feel. No. Let us hold fast to our confession of faith. To our confession of what we believe. What do we believe about sickness? Well, you better have that settled. And maybe some of you don't. And if you'll stay here, God will get me on healing again. Or go to the bookstore and load yourself up. But you're not supposed to be sick. I'm not supposed to be sick. Not one moment, not one day. It's not God's plan that I have one sniffle, one headache, one problem. The reason we do is because we're still learning. We live in a broken world and God's working with us. There's no condemnation. But He, our redemption is not a kind of good redemption. <laughs> it's not a pretty good redemption. I mean, it's an exceedingly abundantly above perfect redemption. Hallelujah. When you do find out what Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 say. When you do find out what 1 Peter 2, 24 says. When you do find out what Matthew 8, 17 says. Amen. Amen. Then you're to hold fast to it. That's what you're supposed to say. And you're not supposed to say anything else. And you might feel like I got the, I got the string of the rope of a lifeline and I'm being drugged through the waves of sickness and disease. But I am not going to let go of my confession of faith. I'm going to say it, and I'm going to keep on saying it, and I'm going to bite my tongue. I'm not going to say anything else. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what I feel like. I don't care what the scale says. I don't care what the blood test says. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what the mirror says. I don't care what my nervous system, I don't care what my pain says. I am healed in Jesus' name. I'm not going to be, I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. I am well. I'm redeemed. You look worse. I am, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say anything else. If I die, I will die saying what I believe. Amen. Listen everyone in closing. If you're not willing to hold fast, then you're not willing to walk the walk of faith. If you're only, woo, on top when things are rosy and circumstances are favorable, that's walking by sight, sweetheart. Faith thrives when things are bad. Faith is the faith does its best work in the face of total impossibilities. Faith is what you do when you don't see. Faith is what you have when you don't feel. That's what faith is for. That's what faith is for. When your healing shows up in your body, then faith for healing for that ends. 
When I'm believing for finances and that finance, those finances show up and that bill is paid, then faith for that ends. It's over. I don't have faith for it anymore. <laughs> I've got to start a new faith for finances project now. So faith, you say, amen, you're well when you're sick. You say, I got the discs, I got the discs of an 18-year-old. They're thick. And the doctor just gave you an x-ray and said, man, you got this fine of a you know, wore-out person. Mm-hmm. Last time I had my spine checked, that's exactly what the guy told me. You have the spine of an 18-year-old. You have the spine of a, of a uh, 20-year-old man. Thick discs. That's what he goes, thick like steaks. I said, yeah, that's right. And he's a believer, so I can, you know, it's not going to bother him. It's going to stay that way. Oh, but you know, as you age, no, 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 Amen. Praise God. So are you willing to enter faith with me the moment I lay my hands on you, for those that want that today? That's the moment you're going to believe the healing power of God goes to work in your body. And it is affecting a healing, a cure, a miracle in your body for whatever it is that you need. And from that moment forward, in your mind and in your mouth, you're going to say, I got it, I got it, I got it, I'm well, I'm well, thank God I'm well. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they might recover if it's God's will. No, the Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So if you have hands laid on you in a moment, what should you leave and say? I'm recovering. If anyone recovers, it'll be me. I'm recovering. And it'll be a quick recovery. Not going to take 20 years for me. Thank God. Thank God. Pastor laid hands on me. Glory to God. And I'm well. The power of God's at work within me. Amen. Austin, uh, somebody, you guys help me move that. Let's all stand to our feet today. Glory to God. If you would like to have hands.